The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and it's an absolutely incredible day here, as it usually is. Now, you have an open invitation to visit the Self-Improvement Blog today if you go there to theselfimprovementblog.com. You'll see our guest bios. We have two guests today, a review of their book, and some articles about realizing your dream, as well as some videos that they've made about realizing your dreams. Now, we're going to talk about that today. We all have big dreams. For some, it's travel. For others, it's starting their own business. For others, it could be developing a talent or going back to school um, to study something very interesting. It could be buying a vacation home. You know, everybody's dream is individual. There are as many dreams as there are people. But how many times have you heard or have you said, I'd love to travel, but I just don't have enough money right now. If I had the money, I'd go back to school and study art, music. Yeah, that didn't stop Betsy and Warren Talbot. And they're working to make sure that it doesn't happen to you. They have a new book out called Dream, Save, Do. They wrote it while they're out realizing their own dream. See, while they're working on their own dream, while they're realizing living their dream, they're thinking about you. And they're talking to us from, I'm going to let you tell them, tell you where in Mexico. <laughs> Betsy and Warren Talbot, I don't know what's the matter with my words today, describe themselves this way. We are a recovering 40-something, you-can-be-free-to-live-your-dream type A couple who learned that living large is not necessarily living well. We did all the typical things people do in their 20s and 30s. Climb the corporate ladder, get married, buy a house, get divorced, climb the ladder some more, get married again, accumulate more crap, and keep repeating the process like hamsters in a wheel. Circumstances made them ask themselves, if we knew we wouldn't make it to our 40th birthdays, what would we do differently right now? They discovered that together they wanted to travel. They got rid of everything they owned, everything, and lived to tell about it. 
Now they carry everything they have in their in their backpacks. Imagine that. They have to gather off their three books, strip off your fear and slip into something more confident, get rid of it, which is the one we discussed when they were on with us before, and dream, save, do, stop dreaming and start living. All are aimed at showing you how you can declutter your life so you can live your dream. It is such an amazing pleasure to welcome back to the self-improvement show, Warren and Betsy Talbot. Welcome. Thanks, Irene. We're so happy to be here again. Oh, we're so delighted. I, I have been looking forward to this show ever since we booked it. Tell us where you are. Say the name <laughs> We are in Guanajuato, Mexico, which is uh, in the uh, geographic center of the country, five hours northwest of Mexico City. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. You said when you were on before that your plan now, and we're going to talk more about your travels, was to stay in one place, a place that you found especially to your liking and live there for a while. How's that working for you? It's great. We're really enjoying it. It's been an opportunity to invest our time and our, you know, our energies into the, learning the culture, the language, meeting people, um, kind of building a social network while we're here. It's also been great because we've been able to open our home to people that we've met in our travels. So we've had quite a few visitors since we've been here, which is a nice change of pace for us since we don't normally have a place to invite people to. <laughs> yeah, we, we hosted a, an artist retreat. So we've had about 10 ah. or 15 artists that have, flown, that have come through over the last four months here in Mexico, uh, and it's been great. I have a question especially for Betsy on this one then. Have you felt the urge, and if so, what have you done about it, to accumulate more stuff now that you're in the same place for a while and you're entertaining? I have an incredible urge to accumulate experiences. <laughs> I still do not have any urge to buy anything. We're actually staying in a lovely rental that has everything that we would possibly need, so there's really no reason to buy anything. That's the answer I really was expecting. So, you know, good, good job. <laughs> you wrote Get Rid of It, which talked about how you got rid of all your stuff. And it was kind of a painful process, as I recall, because your dream was to travel. Now you have Dream, Save, and Do. What motivated you to write this book, and how is it different uh, from Get Rid of It? Well, this book is about the, the process that we went through and the transformation from the life that we had before and the life that we wanted. And so it is an action plan for dreamers designed to help anyone that wants to do something different. They may not even know what it is, but we wrote it to help people define that dream, put their money in the, towards that dream and how to save it. And then what are the steps that you need to do to make it a reality? I think uh, getting rid of it is more of a how-to for a very specific need. And Dream, Save, Do is an overall strategy for changing your life into what you want it to be. You know, marshalling all your resources, the financial, the emotional, and the social resources you have in your life to make your dream come true. And frankly, we wrote it because people kept asking us, how did you do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's really mind-boggling. And to hear you say that you've been living in the same house, I think you told me before the show started, it was from February, you've been living in the same place 
you haven't felt the need to accumulate a lot more stuff or any more stuff uh, says that you really have come to grips with with this lifestyle and what you are telling people really actually works in reality. I think that over time what happens is is that you have a dream and you go after it and then that dream starts to morph. You know, once you live the life that you crave, you it just keeps moving and it keeps changing and you have to embrace that. And we've embraced it because we've decided to stay in one place for a few months. But at the same time, our life and our dream is still about experiences and the people we meet. Yeah, we want to be light and mobile um, all the time. And so that never changes and it never it's not even a struggle now to not purchase things or not do those things. It's just the way that we live now. Yeah, and we also, the the flip side to that is we do get antsy. So we are we are very excited about our next opportunities to travel. Okay, do you have plans for that one yet? Do you have a point on the map or are you about just ready to go out exploring again? <laughs> we are a little bit of both. Um, we are going to, um, we always try to balance our time with uh, four to six months of writing and working on creative projects and then um, six to nine months of travel. So we're going to leave here in June, and we'll go up to San Francisco for a while. Um, then we'll head to Europe, and we're going to be in Europe for pretty much the rest of the year, we think. We've got a few big hikes. We're doing a, a hike in Turkey that will be 300 miles that we are getting ready for. So that's, our, uh, that's what we're working towards right now. That's really interesting, and it's interesting to me because when you were on last time, you you thought you were going to probably spend a year or so in Mexico. So you've kind of readjusted your plans, or am I remembering wrong? No, no, no. We we were always planning on being here for six months or so, and I think we're leaving. I think we had talked about a year, uh, maybe being all around Mexico. And yeah. We, yeah, this is us. This is our life. Um, this is what happens is that you become highly flexible when you don't own anything. So we, we just follow where there's opportunities, and when someone invites us to their country, we almost always say yes. So we got an invitation <laughs> to uh, to come to uh, to Turkey specifically, and so we're planning our life around that now. Right. And See, a lot of it also happens around our house sits, too. We're doing a house sit in the north of England, which we're really looking forward to because there are such great walking paths there. Uh, so so that's the reason that we're going there for the summer. It's almost more excitement than I can handle. <laughs> you know, could I do that? I'm thinking, oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? And then I'm thinking, mm, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm, I'm so stayed in my ways, and yet there's such a pull to that kind of life. You talked a minute ago, Warren, about how you stay in a place six months or so so you can do your creative things. Now, Betsy, I, I, as I understand it, you're the writer and oh, you do most of the writing. I, I do most of the core writing, but we create everything together and Warren is the editor sent from heaven above because he is the, the one that, that keeps me on track or I would still be writing the first book. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. You sort of flit off in different directions, do you say, with your mind? <laughs> yes, yes. I always tell him it's like uh, I'm, my mind is like an internet browser, and I have 872 tabs open all the time. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Let me this, – this, if this is too personal a question, just tell me it's none it. It's nanya. <laughs> you know, the nanya. Um how is this for a relationship, being together 24-7, doing your work together, traveling together, everything together, together, together? 
Well, it's funny that you say that. We actually just started writing, I mean, literally this week, started writing our fourth book, which is called The 24-7 Relationship. And, ah. and it is all about what we've learned to be together. But we have grown closer as a couple over the last few years uh, because of the fact that we spend so much time together. We have learned a lot of tips and tricks to get along better and to make sure that we don't um, kill each other. I think that's the nicest way to say it. Well, and I think if, yeah. you, if you figure the average time that a couple spends together is two hours a day, then we're practically on our golden anniversary right now. <laughs> Oh, that's so, a really interesting. That's uh, that's a, an analogy. Something like um, I could have this necklace, or a hundred dollars would give me another day of travel. That's exactly. exactly right. The phrase to save that we have in Dream Save Do. That's absolutely what we're thinking. We're looking at. We've lived a very full life together, and we've learned a lot, and we want to be able to share it. And it has certainly made our relationship uh, more interesting, uh, working and living and traveling together. Um, so for some people, that would seem more like punishment than. <laughs> <laughs> we <But> agree. It's, <laughs> it's exciting to hear you say that. I, we all need some alone time now. Are you able to say to each other, "You know what? I need just to be with me for a while." You know, any chance I could just take a long walk by myself, or could you take a long walk by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Up a short pier. <laughs> we absolutely have that. Um, one of the things that we've learned in our time together is speaking directly to each other and not playing games or trying to have the other one guess. That's one of the best lessons we've learned. Is we're very direct when we need those kinds of things and. We're very, very polite and generous to each other. And we've also identified what each of us needs. And we call it, you know, building fences and not walls. But the idea is, is that we've identified our boundaries very clearly. Betsy needs a certain amount of alone time. She needs a certain amount of time associated with um, to read um, each and every day. And so by working that in, me knowing it, most importantly, I won't infringe upon it. And that was something that actually is different. The life that we had before, we were only together a couple hours a day. So I just thought that she would want to be with me the entire time. And now I know those boundaries. I can step away from them and respect what she needs um, each and every day. Mainly because I put an electric fence around them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's time for us to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the dream part of the book and how you help other people realize your dream, how you came to your own. That Does that work for you? Yeah, that sounds of course. Great. We're excited. Cool. This is Irene Conlon with my guests Warren and Betsy Talbot saying stay tuned. We're going to be back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paula Joy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. Our guest today is R. Betsy and Warren Talbot, who are now in Mexico. They've written this wonderfully amazing book, Dream Save Do. And, um, have the intent to help you realize your dream. Now, some of you I know are thinking, but you know what? I don't know for sure what my dream is. I know I'm not happy doing what I'm doing now. I don't know how to get out of it. I I don't know how to dream big enough to identify something I really want to do uh, or I really want to do with somebody else. Warren, you speak to this, and Betsy, you speak to this in your book. Talk a little bit about how people can identify, can put flesh on their dream. I'm so glad you asked this question, Irene, because when we made the second edition of our book, this was the biggest addition to it because so many people asked the same question. When you don't know exactly what you want to do with your life, it doesn't mean you don't have a dream. It just means you have too much crap in the way to see what it is. And so our our plan is actually a twofold approach. I'm going to tell you about my favorite part of it, and then I'm going to let Warren tell you about his because it really does need to work together. So mine is a culling back of the negative. So basically you go throughout your day and think of all the things in your life that you would like to change, those things that are sucking energy from you or somehow bring you down or just exhaust you. And I'm talking about conversations with whiny coworkers. I'm talking about a, a commute that leaves you really tired, um, you know, poor eating habits that are robbing you of energy to do the things you want to love, that, that you love, all of those things. And the strategy is to start finding a way to reduce or eliminate those things in your life. So and then you have so then you have space in order to do the things that you want. And and then that's where Warren's um, uh, yeah, so tactic then, comes into play. So then what happens is you have all this empty space. You have this extra time in your week, in your month. Then you go off and try things. Try everything that you possibly may be interested in, whether that is painting or sculpture. Maybe you want to sing. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe be a you clown. Be a clown. Whatever it is, go off and try those things. If you're thinking about you have a lifelong goal to go to Italy and to, you know, you may want to do that, then go to an Italian restaurant 
Find out anyone there that is from Italy and sit down and schedule an hour and talk to them about it. What's it like to be there? What's it nice to like to live there? But be just passionate about absorbing everything you can in the world and seeing what's possible and what you're interested in, even if it's only an hour. That's all you're talking about, but it's worth spending an hour invested in your dream and in the life you may want. And try out everything. Don't be ashamed and don't be afraid to reach out to others that have done it as well. This this ah. strategy is one that I really love because we meet people all the time that say, gosh, I wish I could do what you're doing. I love travel. And then we ask them where they live and say it's you know a big city and we talk about the different ethnic neighborhoods in their city and they say, oh, I don't ever go there. And we think, you love travel and experience and culture, but you don't eat in the ethnic neighborhoods or go to their celebrations. And it's a little clue right there that it might not be as important to you as you think it is. You might just be saying you want to travel because it sounds like something that you should want to do. And so it's really important to do what Warren says and try all these different things because you may find out that thing you've always wanted to try is really, really horrible. (laughs) And one of the best things that we found was meetup.org. I encourage everybody to go to a meetup um, in their local community because that is a place where you can meet others and learn so much about just any type of activity. There's a meetup for it, it seems so like. So what do you do? You Google meetup and find organizations in your place? There's actually one that's in, that's um, across the U.S. And I think it's even into Canada, if I'm not mistaken. It's meetup.org. Or is it .com? Yeah, I, it might be .com. But it's, I've, I've seen the site before, but do they get as specific as saying meetup for people who are interested in travel or people yes. who are into art, people who are into music, people who like animals, that kind of thing? Even more specific than that, we went to a, a meetup in Austin. When we, last time we talked to you, we were going to meetups about the Celtic Society in Austin, Texas, and all we did was learn about the the, uh, the Celts and their history and the experiences and their celebrations. That is how specific you get. So anything you're into, there's a meetup for it, I think. There's a meetup for it. Can you imagine in Austin, Texas, we were eating haggis and drinking whiskey with a bunch of other uh, Celts. You know, Celts. <laughs> I mean, so, so there's something for everyone. <laughs> and that's an exciting way to do it because you meet so many interesting people along the way, even in your own home. Exactly. And that's, and that's the thing is that you don't have to give up everything in your life now. You want to slowly start changing your life and find that passion and don't invest your entire life going after a passion that you didn't really uh, embrace either because your mate wanted it or because, you know, you thought that's what you should do. Right. Oh, we have to get should totally out of the vocabulary Absolutely. Here. Perfect idea. Yep. Speaking of mates. What do you do if I want to travel and he wants an art studio or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the difference is, how do we, how can we get it aligned so each has the opportunity to realize some of their own dream or do, you know, do some things together, but some things independently. Does that stop people from getting to their dream? I think it stops some people when they don't dig enough. Just like anything in life, there there is a compromise there. Um, you know, all all marriage is is compromise. compromise. Yes, yes, I do know that. But the key to this is actually having these conversations together, talking about what is the end result, what is it you really want. Um, Why and- is the dream important to you? It's not necessarily that you want to travel. So, for example, Betsy and I. It may not be travel. It may be a need for constant change. 
That That's true. And so we find a way to enjoy that together. And we gave an example in the book about, you know, the the sports fanatic husband and the wife that wants to travel more and how you can come together and merge your goals by visiting all of the sports stadiums in the United States and making them long weekend trips where you can also do other things. That's a way for both of you to get what you want. But when you focus so much on I only want to do this or he only wants to do that. You're never going to find a, a way to merge those together. So it's being committed to an outcome that works for you both. But the idea of an art studio in Italy seems like I, a I know that's lovely... where my mind went to. <laughs> I would want to go to Venice. He could paint while there. You know? He could. And think about the opportunities and the, you know, the influences that would impact him. Oh, I'm so excited. We'll be in Italy this year. We'll actually see you there. Well, you know, Irene, what's so funny about this question is that when we were writing the book, we actually did research on uh, hostage negotiation tactics and extreme communication skills to come up with this solution. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That's really interesting because sometimes in a marriage you feel like you're a hostage or one person does try to keep the other one hostage and have everything the way he or she wants it to be and, and, and there's not much give and take there. So you you actually are teaching people to negotiate like they're in a hostage situation so they can come to some reconciliation of their dream? Absolutely. But I do want to clarify, I I personally think that a lot of times we set these things up ourselves. I don't think our mates are usually as selfish and domineering as we think they are. I think sometimes it's easier for us to use that as, that as an excuse. But it's really good to go into it with the mindset of a hostage negotiator or an attorney or someone who's impartial and just looking for a solution. Ah, interesting. And, and I think that's really vital information. So let's say you have your dreams somewhat identified. Uh, you've come to some common ground here, even if you don't have the exact same dream. You've found a way that you can both have what you're looking for together. Where do you go from here? I've got my dream, my mate's on track. Now what? Set that date. This is by far the biggest step that you can take um, is put a date out there. For us, when we decided, you know, we were sitting there in 2008, we said that on October 1st, 2010, we're going to start traveling the world. That date becomes everything that you need in order to motivate you in terms of planning, in terms of saving, in terms of getting emotionally ready for this and to make it real. You need to set a date so that you you feel comfortable with it. It has to be within the realm of uh, logic and reality. You need to make sure that you're going to be able to achieve it, but it also needs to be something that will keep you motivated each and every day that you go to work, each and every day that you um, are not living your dream, that you are starting to take steps towards it. Because you know, Irene, without a deadline, people won't do anything. We're all, we're all exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. Does the deadline sometimes seem a little scary to people? I've put a date on it. Now I have to fish or cut bait. Oh, yes. gosh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's part of the goal of it. You know, it's, it's both sides of it. I mean, it scared us because as soon as you do that, it is real. 
right? It is something that is possible. It went from this impossible idea of starting a business, of becoming a painter, of quitting and becoming a rodeo clown. And any of these dreams become reality when you say it's going to happen on this date, which leads to the next step, which is starting to talk to people about it. Once you start telling others and you have a deadline and you have a dream, reality sets in and with reality comes fear. Always. Always. You have some interesting names you put on things. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about some of those. Well, you know, we we like to have a good time. So we want to make these kinds of things fun. And, you know, we, we've put some names that, that we think are catchy that will, will help you work through this. The first of which is... Dream porn. Dream porn. I love uh, that. <laughs> It's the idea that you need you need visual representations surrounding you each and every day as to what you're working towards. For us, it was a big map in the in our um, downstairs den, but for you, it might be the the pamphlet of the rodeo school that you want to go to to teach you how to be a clown. Or it could be it doesn't even have to be visual. It can be um, it can be a scent. Um, you know, it could be food if you're planning on opening a restaurant or traveling to a specific area. It have. could be music. It could be movies. There are so many things that can motivate you. But what happens is it's probably going to take you longer than a week to reach your dream, which means that your oh, motivation God. is going to flag. It really will. I mean, we saved for over two years for our journey, and we were not thrilled and excited every single one of those 800 and something days to be doing what we were doing. And so it helped to have that motivation on the wall to remind us, hey, when we're done with this, we can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. And your dream porn is there to pick you up in those tough times. And I think motivation is one of the challenges. So we use dream porn as a way to motivate us, to excite us, to keep us going, um, which may not be any different than other people use porn in general. So it's fine. <laughs> So it's fine, only it's a different kind of porn. It's almost time for us to go to break. But before we do, why don't you tell people how they can find you on the Internet? They can look you up. They even would have time to buy your book during the break. Uh, tell people how they can find you, and then let's take a break, and we'll continue with this when we come back. You can find us at marriedwithluggage.com. And the book is available at dreamsavedo.com. You can find out all the information about what we've done and where we're going. If somebody wants to reach you, how do they do it? They can reach us um, via email at any point in time. It's info at marriedwithluggage.com. And we encourage everybody to send us as many emails, questions, or concerns they have. So now you have time to find them to get the book. This is Irene Conlon with my guests Warren and Betsy Talbot. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're talking to Warren and Betsy Talbot uh, about their new book, Dream, Save, Do. And it is that, you know, what is your dream? Uh, how can you get enough money to do it and then get going? We talked a little bit about the dream part, and, and I reluctantly want to talk about the saving part. Um, <laughs> Be- Betsy and Warren know I hate budgets, but... Their book made it even almost like a game, almost almost for me fun. People who don't mind numbers um, would really grab a hold of this and go with it. Talk a little bit about your own budgeting and how important it is. Well, before I let Warren get into this, because he is Oh, the I'm pro, so excited. I, I do want to point out that I'm more like you, Irene. And this is why I think the book works so well for so many people, because I am the reluctant saver. I am the person who doesn't like the numbers. And if he could get me excited about this and we work together, then then I think it works for a lot of people. So Save you know money. what really struck me in your book was when you were looking in the bo- in a window at a piece of jewelry you wanted and it was $100. <laughs> And Warren said to you something like, well, hey, if you want it, fine, but that's a, that's a day. It's a it day on the road. dollars yep. a day on the road. What do you want? That piece of jewelry or the, or the day? And yes. that visualization is what you have to do. We call it the phrase to save. And that is the whatever it is, is breaking it down into very small and minute elements. So would you rather have, you know, this, you know, this piece of furniture or would you rather have a piece of furniture for your new office for the business that you're going to create? Understanding or a day that. In <laughs> yeah, or a day in Turkey, you know, or, you know, or five days in Mexico. I mean, you know, you have to be able to understand exactly what is your priority. And in saving for your dream, this is the hardest part, is changing your priorities of how you spend. There should be nothing more important in how you are saving money than for uh, what you're doing for your dream. It's what has motivated you is what's going to drive you. You've done all this energy and said, this is what I want. Now you have to make your spending priorities align with it. And so part of saving is being excited about it and visualizing it. I am saving $5 today, and that is going to help me towards my dream. I'm saving $1,000 next month because I've cut out all these other things. That's how you have to do it. It is a game. 
but it's a game of priorities and it's a game of choice and a game of passion. If you combine those three things, you will be able to save money very, very quickly. What I love about this too, Irene, is that it works both ways. So for instance, if, you know, like the necklace that you pointed out, you know, I ended up not buying that because of course I would rather have a day of travel as opposed to a necklace. But I can also look at our savings account and see how much money is in there. And instead of thinking in dollars, I can think in days of travel. So when I look at the bank, I think I have this many days of travel and someone else with their whatever dream they have can look at it the same way. You know, I have so many days in rodeo clown school. I have so (laughs) many days, uh, you know, to write my next book. I have so many days to do whatever it is I want to do. And one of the... um, One of the pieces that's important in that, and we talk about it a lot in the book as well, is this idea of having your friends help you. It's amazing how many friends would we would go out to dinner or something and they would say, oh, we can't go out to dinner tonight because that's two days on the road. And I'd be like, yes, exactly. (laughs) We became the king and queen of potluck and movie matinees. (laughs) Did you have less fun when you did it that way? Absolutely no. not. It became so enjoyable. We we changed what fun was. Fun became about what it should be, which is your friends. Right? We we got together with our friends, um, you know, over potluck dinners. We got together over we had a monthly soup night where it was bring your own bowl. You know, we would talk about subjects and we would dive into it and we would talk about our dreams as a group. Those are the things that I remember from those years. I don't remember any missed uh, experiences or missed dinners or missed money. I actually feel like we connected on a deeper level with our friends because we were talking about things that were most important to us, which made them share what was most important with them. So I feel like within our entire social group, it just became that much more purposeful for all of us, not just for us. And it really deepened a lot of the relationships that we had. I'm very grateful for the time that we had saving and and doing this. It really added a bigger dimension to our dream. And, you know, that comes through in the book. And you can almost tell when any one-upmanship kind of stopped and you just really started enjoying each other. Yeah, and that was it, it's so special, isn't it? It's incredibly special. A lot of people long for that and, and never find it. Maybe have never experienced that kind of thing. Okay, now you've got a saving. But when we get to the do part, and you still are finding ways to get more money. So do doesn't just mean it's time to take off and do it. You have more things in the do section of the book. Talk a little bit about do. That's a D-O, not D-E-W. <laughs> do is about actually living your dream. And you start living your dream the minute you start working to make it happen. So we weren't traveling day one, of course, but we were working hard to make that happen, which meant that we had to do all the things that would make it possible for this dream to come into play. And this included being able to sell things, you know, being able to sell things and make money, you know, so, you know, or do side jobs. So for one of the stories that we tell in there is that we wanted to go off and uh, see Antarctica, right? And so in order to do that as part of our trip, it was well beyond our budget. I started a side business and started building websites and made, you know, just enough money to cover our entire trip to Antarctica. But that is another part of do. It became an action that we needed to take because our dream was going to cost, you know, so much more money. Now, when you started, you'd only planned to be gone, what, two years? Is that what you put on it in the beginning? Yeah, we had started with a year and then started the process and then became really good at saving. And so we extended it to two years. 
And then once we got on the road, we were in, sitting in Scotland um, and had the conversation about why don't we just make this our lifestyle? And that's the thing about dreams is they have a way of uh, morphing and kind of engulfing you, which we let ourselves fall into that uh, willingly. Well, you know, you, so you almost can't of- believe. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You almost can't believe that these things are happening and they, they, they just get more and bigger and more fantastic over time. And you just, you can't help but supersize your dreams. Oh, I like that kind of supersizing. (laughs) (laughs) You, you found ways to earn money that you can do on your travel. So, you know, in my imagination, I have you on a plane designing a website or writing on the book or, you know, doing whatever it is to do on those times of long travel or, you know, quiet days when maybe it's raining or whatever, that you still have a way to sustain yourselves, which is, you know, really wonderful. Most of us would, would just jump at a chance. We just haven't gotten creative enough in our thinking well, to when get you- there. Yeah, once you once you live your dream, and this is what will happen is is that you walk out of it, you decide you're a stockbroker and you want to become a rodeo clown. You know, so what happens is is that your life changes dramatically. You go after it, and then you realize that you love it so much, you want to teach other people to be rodeo clowns. So you find a way to make these things happen. You find a way to share your passion and to make it keep going, and you get creative in the process. Our ability so, to write books has been um, one of the most fantastic ways that we've been able to give back and to share, as well as fund our travels. You know, because we do, you know, we do sell them uh, along the way. Did you know before you took off on that first trip that you were going to be writing books about it? Had you planned that? No, we had not planned that. We had planned on just going and exploring the world. Uh, but we're both pretty. Um, pretty ambitious types. I mean, we, we don't really let the grass grow under our feet and we really like to be active. And, uh, it was just a natural progression for us. I mean, just like Warren, you know, we keep making the comment about the, the rodeo clown stockbroker person, but you know, those skills he has as a stockbroker can play into his new role as a rodeo clown or whatever he chooses to do, because we are all made up of the things that we do throughout our lives. So, Warren and I were able to use our business background, our, our strengths with project management and, and, and those kinds of things to create this life that we have now. And you aren't throwing away your past when you do this. Right. You're, you get to all, apply it for what yeah, you want Yeah, you get future. to apply it. It, it. it goes forward. I love it. So you've, you've, you've budgeted. You know how much money you need. You've gotten rid of stuff that you, you don't use, so you've accumulated some money. You have little side jobs that you know you can earn more. And wh- whether or not you, your dream is to travel, all of this still can apply. Yeah, there's no and doubt so- that it, it all will apply to any dream you have. We have lots of case, case studies, people that have, have used this plan to, to achieve very different dreams from ours, and we love hearing those stories. Okay, we're right at the, the, the date is on the calendar. I mean, it's looming up. It's there in great big red letters, and you, you look and you have the money. Um, how's that feel? <laughs> is it exciting? Is it scary? Yeah, the, um, the, last- <laughs> I was terrified for one reason, and that was I'm losing my identity. I felt like for most of my life, my identity was wrapped in my career. And that's what I, I always thought of myself as, you know, I, I am this because it's what I do, not I am Warren and you know, here's what I offer. 
that terrified me of what it was going to mean to life without a career or the career I had known for 20 years. And so it was terrifying to me for that reason. For That's me, it point. was the thought of being together 24-7. <laughs> I really was afraid of the impact that it would make on our relationship because anytime you go through a big change, you know, whether it's a move or changing jobs or, or having children, whatever those things are, you know, it impacts your relationship. And we had such a good one. I was really afraid that uh, so much togetherness would would be a negative. <laughs> and we talked about this and you discovered that actually it is not a negative. It, it is not a negative. It's been a really great learning experience for us. And we are closer than I ever would have imagined before. But it did take some some adjustment and um, and some work and some energy, as everything yes. in good in life doesn't come for free. And doesn't so we- come for free. <laughs> yeah. Before we go to break, I'm going to make one observation, and and then we're going to go right to break. It seems to me, Warren, that you really haven't lost anything except some hair. <laughs> On that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guests Warren and Betsy Talbot saying stay tuned we'll be right back with more success starts here voiceamericaempowerment.com it's your world have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box why are you putting that project off it's already there in your mind What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon. My guests today are Warren and Betsy Talbot. And they've been sharing with us about their their book, which I really encourage you to get, called Dream, Save, Do, Stop Dreaming, and Start Living. You can find it on their website, which is Married with Luggage. You can find it on Amazon.com. Um, but you can, you can read it on Kindle. Uh, it's it's really, really good. And if you have an, an, an antithesis, no, that's not the word I want. If you don't like budgets... Read this book because it'll make it a lot more meaningful. Let's talk a little bit about some of the places you've been and where you're going and what you've learned uh, about yourselves, about each other, about the world. You know, anything you want to share with the audience at this point? 
Well, well I think the, we need another hour, Irene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have been traveling for 31 straight months, so we have seen some amazing things. But probably the most, um, at least I'll speak for me, one of the most touching experiences we had was we took five and a half weeks, and we were the only passengers on a ship that was traveling from Antarctica to England. Oh. And in the course of that, it taught us both the importance of, um, of ask, asking for what you want. I went out and asked the people that ran the ship if we could ride with them. They had never had anyone ask before. And they said, sure, that'd be an interesting experience. You just tell us what you thought about it at the end. So you have to get out there and ask. And it taught us the importance of slowing down. We were five and a half weeks in the middle of the Atlantic, um, traveling extremely slow. And it allowed me to appreciate everything that was around me. The, the whales, the, the, you know, the flying fish, the, the crew that we got to know and became part of our family. It really was important for me. I so think for- you saw a boat that was, they weren't, it was not a passenger boat. No, it was a passenger ship. We were actually in Antarctica on the ship. And on the way back, they take, they have to take the ship to the north, to the Arctic. Um, at the end of the season, and so we asked if we could ride along with them, ah. and so they um, they said sure, but there's no passengers, so you're going to be bored. And we said I don't think we will, and we were not. It was fantastic, wonderful learning, and uh, just a learning experience about myself and about us as together being alone on the ship, just the two of us as passengers. What a great experience! Keep going. This is interesting. <laughs> I think for me. Um, it wasn't one country, but it was something that we did last year. We we did an overland journey from Thailand all the way, to, well, all the way back to the the United States without using a plane. So it took us about six months, and we were making it up as we went. It was an experiment in living in the moment and not planning too far ahead. And it was a much more stressful way than we normally travel because there were so many decisions to be made in the moment. But it taught us to appreciate and to look around and to see opportunities and really also to to be nicer and more patient with each other. So, you know, whether we were going through China or, you know, staying in a gur in Mongolia or taking the train across Russia or any of those things, we were able to to be together in the moment and make the decisions as we needed to. And it was nice not being so hung up on the future. Yeah, and I think that if we, if I can just tell one story um, that probably encapsulates this country that we love the most and what it taught us was Mongolia. Uh, we were in the we were we wanted to go out into the Gobi Desert, but it's it's kind of challenging because there's there's organized tours and that but they don't really exist. It's a little weird. So we met a guy and he said, you know, yeah, you know, I've got a friend that's going out for um, this big family reunion that you can go to. It's a special ceremony they're going to do. Um, you'll go out there and you'll be the only people, the only people that's, you know, that are not Mongolian. So we went out in the middle of the Mongolian desert and spent five or six days with oh. this family, um, just living like they do and spending time with them without really being able to communicate directly, but being able to share. And that was the most important thing it taught us was the importance that we can share so many experiences with other people. If we stop, we let go of our preconceived notions and just let it be. And we were able to to sing with them. We were able to uh, eat with them. We were able to um, dance in a crazy disco that they created with solar panels out in the middle of the Gobi Desert. You know, we were it was just this amazing experience that taught us so much. But also we look back on it and can't wait to go back to. Let me ask you this question. How has all of this changed you? 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think it's made us, um, at least for me, it's made me more comfortable with, with change. I, have, I am a planner by nature. Um, I, I need things to be planned out in the future. And I was thinking I would need an itinerary that covers <laughs> yes. the year. Yeah. And that, that's who I was. I was just like you. And I, I, you know, I worried about it beforehand, about what it was going to mean. But I found that I crave flexibility now. I crave the unexpected because it's, it's those unexpected experiences – each moment in our trip that have been the absolute best. For me, it's been a, a feeling of connection and belonging. I think so many times when we, uh, depending on where we live or the groups that we interact with or our political or you know whatever affiliations, we are this, 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 and this. That's how we identify ourselves. And since we've been traveling and meeting so many people all around the world, I've been focusing on the similarities and the ways that we connect. And I feel much more a part of the human race. And I feel much more comfortable in this world. And I think that's just it. I, I'm a much more comfortable human in this world because of the travels that we've had. And I think yeah, there's the travels. Really that's a powerful statement because I remember how hard it was for you to give up stuff. <laughs> yes. And yes, it was. now you have more of a sense of belonging and being comfortable than you ever had before. And you have no stuff, no title, no nope. job. Nope. nope. I and have more belonging with less belongings. <laughs> yes. Warren, you were about to say something. Oh, I just think that it's not just because we travel. It's also because we followed our passion. I think that we've found this with every single person that has gone after their dream is that as they go after their dream, they find these things. They find what's most important in their lives was not the things that they had or the experiences that they were running for in their other life. They have found their peace and their excitement of what they're most passionate about. And it is going after that that helps and brings them a lot of the things that we talked about. When you're humming along at that frequency and you're feeling that vibration in your life, you can't help but feel like 110% of yourself. And people around you see it, you see it, your whole world becomes a better place. Ah, uh, what's on the horizon? We're going to head to Europe. We'll be in Europe for um, a few months. We've got um, England. We'll go and do, we're thinking about hiking uh, across the United Kingdom, hiking across Slovenia. Um, and then heading through Bulgaria into Turkey, we think. These are all just guesses. Again, we, we're trying not to plan, so we're going to go, but we know we're going to probably hike about five or 600 miles for the rest of the year. So. And in between all that, we're working on our next book, which is The 24-7 Relationship, and talking about all the lessons we've learned by being together 24-7. <laughs> we're right up at the end of the show, if you can believe that. What's the last thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? You know, life is short. You've got to live your dream. You don't get a second chance. Do and, it now. And just focus on your action plan and make it happen. Action is more important than the thought of the dream. Oh, what a great thought of the day. Next week's guest is Eli Kia Viallo, who is representing the renowned heart surgeon, Dr. Lester Savage, who wrote the book, Open Your Heart to the Magic of Love. And this is going to be just a great, great trip with Eli and uh, Dr. Savage, who unfortunately can't be with us. Warren and Betsy, thank you so, so much for being with us. I We will have you back again. This is going to have to be sort of an ongoing thing that we catch up with you every now and then. We love it, Irene. We love being on your show and can't wait to come back. Thank you so much. 
This is Irene Conlon with my guests Warren and Betsy Talbot saying thank you for being with us today and come back more to the Empowerment Channel for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.